0: The yellow
1: kayak is Susan.
0: (laughs) Her name is Sunlight.
1: Okay, Susan's kayak is named Sunlight. So, here we are. Um, Happy Father's Day to everybody out there. Um, Good morning, my name is Tom. Welcome to the Unity Center for Positive Living. We're glad you could join us this morning. We'll start our service with today's reading from the Daily Word blessings for father i bless my father and the men who have shown me fatherly kindness today i bless and give heartfelt thanks to my father and the men who were fatherly figures to me their protecting presence wise guidance and caring instruction have helped make me the person i am today i bless my father and those who share the father's love and care with prayers of appreciation my memories throughout all the seasons of my life through good times and bad i see god expressing through my father and the men who have shown me their fathers. i bless them with prayers of gratitude affirming that they know the love and care of god as they have shown it so generously and faithfully to me And fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in discipline and instructions of the Lord. Now, please stand and join us in singing while Joyce leads us in surely the presence. Joyce. Now, let's all say our opening statement together. There is one one presence presence and one power. power. As the universe and as my life, God God the good. Now, please stand up again (laughs) and join us in singing while Joyce leads us in our welcoming song, Count Your Blessings. greet each other with whatever manner you feel comfortable and on zoom turn on gallery views to see us all here with you so you can wave and acknowledge each other
2: hello hi
1: johnny
3: hi.
2: Johnny, this is the first time that you haven't been service director when I've been speaking. <laughs> Hi Lisa!
0: Well, we'll do it at the end. Hi Lisa! I was trying to be creative. Yeah. This is where we Yeah, yeah, yeah. do
1: <laughs> The oh, that I, I like that.
0: Yeah. That's why your wrist hurts. You can not shake it too much. Yeah. Oh,
1: let's <laughs>
2: try <not laughs> that. I can Yeah. I can't.
1: I um, uh, do you're doing double L well
3: well today. It's oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, my god. No, We're nice. no her kids, I think. She has a chance <laughs> 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 oh, yeah, yeah. She's coming back
1: from the Blue. Really? Yeah. Wow. Her husband died now.
3: Oh wow. Oh. Yeah. I wasn't listening to the doctor by wearing it all the time and my hand I wouldn't to the doctor. Now and then they are right. Sometimes. Sometimes they're right. And your right hand
0: Right. Yeah. Oh my! Yeah. Yeah, that's (laughs) awesome. Look at all the fun you're
3: missing out. Yeah. Good. (laughs)
0: <laughs> okay. Here's Johnny. Johnny, here <laughs> Sorry. One <laughs> for We'll tell it. No, it must be you.
2: forgot to let you in. Hi. Oh, she's gone again. Right. Oh, there you are. Again,
1: <laughs> greetings to all the fathers out there. Um, for announcements, Joanne sending out notice and details of the recurring events of Grandfather's mm-hmm. meetings. Um, for those who, who don't know, Grandfather decided to um, not do his the, uh, meetings of the Indian Christian service, and medicine wheel teachings. Um, However, he said that anyone who wants to stop by is more than welcome to, and just give him a call first, and he'd be more than happy to.
0: And and Tom, on the second um, Sunday in July, he is having a gathering there, uh, and everyone is welcome to come. I believe that's the ninth.
1: Thank you, Susan. Grandfather is having a gathering on the second Sunday in July. So that'll be at 2 o'clock out at the Bear Raven Lodge. Um, Dr. Darias hosting the Circle and Book Film um, Club on the fourth Sunday. So you can see that in Joanne's email also. Big thanks to everybody who came out and represented us at the um, Uh
3: Juneteenth.
1: Juneteenth celebration at Washington Park um, on Saturday. It was was good to see everybody there. Also, remember, we practice prayer, meditation, and service. So talk to Susan if you would (laughs) like to read, um, and she'll set you up. Now, please join us in our unity statement. we believe in the oneness oneness of all life and and the power of love we teach universal principles and and values as taught by jesus and others revealing the one god presence we practice prayer meditation and service to be conscious of our oneness in god now stand up again <laughs> Join us as Joyce leads us in our song of joy. I am free. I am unburdened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: am I am I me. Am
1: are so lucky we have not one but two readings going on the merits will be presenting readings Phil will start with us. good morning everybody
3: out there I got this book that I was looking at it's called love without conditions and happy Father's Day to everybody out there in the zoom land And I'm going to read this, and we'll see how it goes. You do not have to reinvent the wheel in order to make a meaningful contribution in life. If you look around, you'll see many avenues for self-expression. None of these are perfect. Some will require you to adapt. That is okay. It is good to be adaptable. It is good to understand that the same thing can be said and done in many ways. If you are trying to find the perfect form, the perfect job, the perfect relationship, you will, not be, you will be continually frustrated. <clears throat> the world does not offer perfection in this respect. It simply offers you an opportunity to grow and to change, which is not hard if you are not attached to the form of your expression. Use the form that is available to you at the time. Let us go into your preconceptions. For each moment is new. Each situation asks something different from you. The attachment to saying or doing something in a particular way is time bonded. Such attachments keep you changed to the past. They keep you fixed in a false identity. Every experience that comes to your way will ask if you are willing to let go, if you are willing to trust, if you are willing to step out of time. If you are not attached to form, it is easy to step out of time. Your focus remains in the present, in the eternal now, which occurs, whatever occurs, demands your total attention. Yet how many of you are fully present in your experience? Most of you are busy judging your experience, finding fault with it, wishing that it looked as you expected it to look. In other words, you are holding on to your false identity. You are trying to make the present conform to the past. If you ask yourself honestly, are you looking for a steady, predictable life? Is this what you want? If so, you must realize that the world cannot offer you this. Everything in the world is in the process of change. Nothing is steady. Nothing is predictable. Nothing will give you anything other than temporary security. Thoughts come and go. Relationships begin and end. Bodies are born and pass away. This is the world that can cannot. This is all the world can offer you: growth, challenge, change. So that's just something that I found and I thought it was very interesting to read and pass on. And I'll say it again. Happy Father's Day,
2: everybody.
0: Thank you, Phil. Being that it's Father's Day, Empowering the Fathers of this World is by Lorraine Botteroff mcneil Today is Father's Day, a day in which we honor and offer gratitude for our fathers in whatever form or fashion they come into our lives. Biological fathers, stepfathers, adoptive and foster fathers, grandfathers, spiritual fathers, and all of the uncles, brothers, and friends who, whether you know it or not, have helped to fill the role of father in someone's life. We are shaped by their presence and their absence by how they choose to act, and when they abstain, what they say, and when they remain silent. Let us remember today and always the impact that these people have on us as individuals and as a community. And let us also remember that this relationship is not one-sided, and that we, as a community, are called to support and empower the fathers of this world no matter how they came into their roles and regardless of their relative successes or failures. Let us raise up their triumphs and let us have the grace to forgive them. They're all to human failures. Let us love our fathers and each other. Very
1: nice. Thank you, Joyce. Thank you, Phil. And on behalf of all the fathers, thank you. Now our meditation's on, will be played by Joyce. So join us in the prayer for protection. whole and happy. I am always growing and expanding into the fulfillment of my potential. I am at peace knowing everything I need comes to me in the perfect time and in the perfect way. And as this is the third Sunday of the month we will be praying the traditional Lord's Prayer. forever and ever. different speaker each Sunday of the month. Third Sundays are very special to us. We are honored and blessed this Sunday as licensed Unity teacher, Mariette Jones, comes to us from Ontario, Canada, to share her gifts of wisdom and joy in her talk titled, Spiritual Keys to Aging Well.
2: Greetings. And I want to show you the Unity booklet where I based my talk on Spiritual Keys to Aging Well, and Robert Brummett, who is um, a Unity minister, and also um, he, was, he taught in the seminary in the Unity ministerial seminary, and he wrote this. Beautiful article called From Aging to Eldering. So we're going to look at his wisdom. Did you know from the age of the pyramids, around 3000 BC, Egyptian society had highly developed family life and religious beliefs in an afterlife? Living to 110 years was considered the reward for a balanced and virtuous life. Aging was associated with illness and health beliefs centered on cleansing the body with ritual sweating, vomiting, and bowel cleansing. The customary greeting was, how do you sweat? Huh. Ancient documents contain the earliest known written remedy for aging, titled The Book for Transforming an Old Man into a Youth of 20. In this, there are recipes for a special ointment and directions for its use. It is a remover of wrinkles from the head. When the flesh is smeared therewith, it becomes a beautifier of the skin. Remover of blemishes of all disfigurements and all signs of age, of all weaknesses in the flesh. In the margin is a note written in informal Coptic script by the scribe, drawing the hieroglyphs, found effective myriad times. That's what the the Coptic script says. So I found this article online, Psychology Today. It was written by Mark Williams. And he had the same thought that I did. Wow, things haven't changed a lot. We're still really afraid of moving into older age. We're still really resisting. We're still really fearful. And Mr. Williams notes, though it is the alternative of death to some, it is really threatening, even more threatening than death. And that line popped out at me because I find it to be a true statement. And I think it's because we equate aging with um, the negative the things, the changes that happen, the ailments that show up, we are afraid and we move into that victim mentality, because we let fear get the best of us. So we're gonna talk about today, how to use our divine gifts of eldering, which will empower us to live our best life until that very last day of our life. Yale University has conducted studies showing that people who have positive attitudes towards aging are less likely to develop the brain changes that are associated with Alzheimer's disease. And it also showed that it's very likely those people will live a longer life, up to as much as eight years or more longer life with positive attitudes we're not really surprised about that are we but now it's been scientifically proven by the scientists at yale university so i remember as a child being really afraid of some old people um when they had like a frown or they seemed very stern i found that very frightening or um if they had a lot of negativity in their energy i thought is this what it means to get old? You know, when I get old, will I be unhappy like that? And then later in life as a young adult, I remember some wonderful older people, one person, especially when I was at a Catholic high school, Sister Claire was our librarian. And she was an authentic person who exuded gentleness and kindness. And I saw her as a light. I looked past her older face and I saw her heart. So as a younger person, it didn't bother me um, at all to be friends with an older person. And I was happy that she showed such a wonderful example of light for me to show me the way, how I could be as I get older. And I'll never forgot her. So thank you, Sister Claire. You are the light of the world. Let your light shine. Jesus said this, as we know, and he meant at every stage of life, not just younger years, every stage of the game needs to be played at the highest level. And aren't we hopefully as we're growing together in unity and beyond unity, and you know, all kinds of people are growing together in spirituality, um, and in all religions, all faiths, there's a movement, a global movement that we are becoming higher as we grow and realize that we need to change our ways. We need to think higher thoughts. We need to live higher examples of light. Jesus also said these words, do not be afraid of what happens to your body. You are not your body. So when we remove our identification with the body and the doings that we need to be doing in our life, especially when we were younger, we um, let go of our body identifications, our career identifications, family, the things that we identified with, with the roles, even as father, as mothers, we let go of that. And look, what is the role my soul desires to play, has always desired to play, and now how can I give my soul space to grow and understand that we are timeless, changeless beings of God, to really identify with that. You know, have you ever heard people say, wow, as a young person, do you remember people saying, I do, um, wow you know, this older person would say to me, I feel the same as when I was 16, you know, I feel, and perhaps this person was in their 80s or 90s, and I was surprised. And to me, it was a confirmation of my faith in God, that we are spiritual beings having a human experience. So no matter, I realized then, no matter how our body changes, we are essentially the same. The other thing I thought about when I was writing this talk is, you know, sometimes we are amazed by time, how it seems to take so long. Some days are so long, and yet a year is so short. And sometimes um, we're shocked by it when, you know, one moment it seems we were bringing up little children, and the next moment they're in church getting married and we're crying because we can't believe it that they've grown up right before our very eyes and how did that happen because wasn't it just yesterday and so to me that speaks of the timelessness of love of caring of our essential selves the timelessness the agelessness Myrtle Fillmore, co-founder of Unity, agrees when she says, Spirit has no age. It is eternal and unchanging. The soul is not old, in the sense of it being full of years and decrepitude. The soul is ever unfolding God's ideas, and these are unchangeable. The development of the soul qualities causes the individual to be more mature in judgment and expression. And the soul keeping in touch with that which is true is refreshed and eager for life's experiences. So I come to you now, actually, as an elder. I am no longer that 16-year-old wondering how an older person can feel the same as when she or he was young. But I'm 63, and yes, I feel the same essential self within me that I knew I had when I was 16. I believe, as an elder, we must take care to honor and respect ourselves, show great respect to the process we are entering into as a wise woman or man. We are the ones who can ease the burdens of the younger ones by being that example, by being that light of understanding. We've been through it. We've been around the corner, around the block a few hundred times. You know, we've experienced illumination. We've experienced healing. We elders are called to continue developing our potential every day and encouraging other people to do the same. So Robert Brummett that I mentioned to you, the author of the article in the Unity booklet, he says, when somebody asked him recently how old he was, he responded, I have no idea how old I am, but I know my body is 80 years old. Let's hear from Robert Brummett in his wonderful article, From Aging to eldering. So he says, eldering may seem like a new word, but the practice of eldering goes back several millennia. In tribal cultures and early societies, the elders were seen as those who carry the traditional wisdom of the community. So elders were given the respect due to people who have been walking their hero's journey for many decades learning the balance, humility, patience, and many other virtues that we are called upon to learn in this Earth University journey. So Aldering is a perspective that sees aging and the final years of life as just another stage of development in our life experience. And in every developmental stage, we have the unique challenges and lessons and opportunities that we get to experience. Aldering does not deny the changes, Robert says, that occur in our bodies, but accepts them. Perhaps some physical challenges, mental ailments may happen no matter how well we take care of ourselves. There's no one to blame here. It's a time in life when it's more important than ever to be compassionate towards ourselves, towards our bodies, to be welcoming towards all that that comes to us with a patient attitude so that we can listen to our bodies and get to know what it is they're trying to say to us, what it is that our body needs. So let's encourage ourselves to accept this, this aspect of aging without identifying with it. So that's all the difference, right? We don't want to identify with the ailments and the sicknesses that we may encounter or the physical handicaps that we may encounter. Um, and we remember that we are healers and that we are always healing. That's what we want to identify with is our spiritual healing capabilities. What I am learning to do myself is to welcome whatever change appears in my body. You know, instead of getting upset with myself, I have indigestion. Welcome, welcome. I say, what message do you have for me? I am listening. I am willing to learn. And so this is how I am tapping into my divine healer. Taking responsibility for my own processes, realizing that I co create my life experiences with God. And therefore, it, everything that happens in my life, everything that I experience, is something that I can be responsible for. I don't need to see it anymore as coming from outside of myself, you know, like um, whatever hardship or difficulty I experienced, no longer will I look at it like it's coming from out there. And also my healing, I need to go out there to receive it. No, I need to take charge. And I believe that each one of us, would do well to take on this invitation I'm extending to you to take charge of your own processes, your own experiences, understanding that actually we've co-created everything we've experienced and we can co-create the healing and the manifestation that is our soul's desire. Recently, I've been introduced to a, a fabulous book uh, I'm diving into the secret language, the secret language of your body. And this is written by Inna Segal, forward by Bernie S. Segal, MD. And I've really been enjoying how she healed herself. She explains it all, reminds me so much of Myrtle Film or co-founder of Unity because she uses her imagination and affirmations and tapping into her infinite divine healer. And um, I'm learning a lot from her. So I thought I'd pass on that excellent book to you as a resource. So it's when we put into practice the practical truth that we know, that we believe, that. We can come to know without a shadow of a doubt, that truth through this whole process As I'm looking at, um, I do have an issue with my digestion, as I mentioned. So as I'm looking at what's going on for me, I'm, I'm learning that. Okay. So my healing comes from within me. My faith is growing as I practice unity principles, and I'm really understanding that, yeah, I can use my mind in powerful ways when I take responsibility for what's going on in my body, what I'm experiencing in my life. I mean, I've seen how I've transformed my whole life from one of um, loneliness and separation thinking to being in community, and not only one community, but many vibrant communities—from poetry circles to um, artists in the city—to well, unity, you know, is a foundation for me, of course. But I've really, um, I really, I so I'll, I can look and see, I've already done this in 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 so many wonderful ways. So I can do it also. I can apply my faith to my physical healing. I can do this. I mean, and and if one person can do it, like Myrtle did, and other people in my life that I look to, and I see they've done it, then I know I can do it too. So um, I just wanted to share that with you to encourage you if you're having any discouragement at all. So I just wrote here, when we welcome all that comes to us, we welcome God in the challenge or problem presented to us. We unpackage the gift within. We uncover the essence, the root, the power that is geared specifically for us. So Robert Brummett teaches us that altering involves looking at four directions in our life we look when we're in the chapter of eldering we look back we look forward we look outward and we look inward he says looking back includes the process of harvesting our life experiences so harvesting means collecting the wheat and the weeds The wheat represents our successes, those things that we're proud of, our accomplishments. So we wanna look back and take stock of those, feel our um, satisfaction, and also not identifying with it any longer because the past is past, even that we need to let go. Because today is a new day and we're creating new successes. The weeds represent those things that we regret and also we don't want to hang on to those things. We need to look at these regrets, hurts and practice forgiveness. This isn't easy work, yet it's vital for our souls and the health of our bodies too. We may have many emotions trapped in our bodies that we experience. experienced in the past that need to be released we can carry many many things because we didn't know how to let go of them at the time we need to go back and do the work and release what needs to be let go so that we can live in the now in the power of right now looking forward robert says this means accepting the inevitability of our death We need to face our fear, that feeling of foreboding that the thought may bring up for us. So Martha Smock, in her lovely book, Fear Not, speaks these words of wisdom that I resonate with. The more we overcome little fears, the more we dare to live fully. The more we make every day, a day in which we give of ourselves to life and to others. And the more we are able to cope with the fear of death, we find life so good that we know whatever the future holds for us will be good also. Robert Bromet reminds us also that as we look forward, we need to take care of those things we may want to put off or resist. Taking care of our will, power of attorney, burial, or cremation arrangements and making sure that loved ones have that critical information that they need when we pass on. The next direction is looking outward. And this is all about involving ourselves in community and consciously developing a sense of community. An old thought system we may have been subjected to believed and children being responsible for taking care of their parents' every need. So we know today that um, this can become enabling, This this can be unhealthy when we try and take care of someone else, even our parents, to our own imbalance and to our own detriment. These, you know, we wanna encourage adult children to find that balance and they need to follow their dreams. These dreams may take young adult children away from their parents, and those who do care for their parents still cannot fill the deep well of loneliness when the, when the parents have not stayed connected to and expanded their community. So, I want to tell you about this lovely woman, Shirley, in my community here in Windsor. And, you know, she recently sold her house. By recently, I mean in the last year and a half and moved into a retirement residence. And she's really done a fine job of, even though it was so difficult to make that transition, she's gotten involved in her community and she holds discussion circles and reading circles. She reads Chicken Soup for the Soul stories to the people there and they have discussions about it. So she's become a leader and she's filled the well of needing friendship. She isn't lonely, she's made new friends and she's helping other people there um, by being a friend to them. And giving them words of truth for them to grow their souls. So this is leadership. You know, a lot of times, and I know people, even people in my own family, who go into retirement residence feeling like they don't know how to make new friends. They've never really expanded that part of their personality. Um, and they may become may become very reclusive. And so these are choices. This is what I mean about being responsible for all of our life experiences. With spirit, we co-create our life experiences. Robert Brummer talks about looking inward, and he says this might be the most important direction. Releasing former identifications allow you to look more deeply into the soul. You can now know yourself more deeply and authentically. So this is an opportunity to find your own true nature. As you transition from role to soul, you no longer say, I am this, I am that. You can say, I am. What does I am mean? It means I exist. And you can say to yourself, welcome home. My friend, Phil Moore, says that when he retired from director role at the Upland School in Michigan, he said, you know, I'm not retiring. I'm rewiring. And that's a fabulous attitude that I took to heart and thought I'm going to do the same. I'm going to follow his example of light. He's about 10 years older than me. And I'm like, he, he's really good at using his words to be intentional and to create new thought systems, realizing that every day is new. Marianne Williamson wrote an amazing book called The Age of Miracles. Have you heard it? Um, in her book, Marianne says something that really resonated with me. She says that when she looks at when she looks at her arms these days, she goes, "They're not as shapely as when I was young, but I know what to do with them." You know, oftentimes I agree with her completely. That happened for me when I was young. I really didn't know what to do to fulfill my purpose. I felt lost in so many ways. And as an elder, I know exactly what to do with my arms. I know what my purpose is. And so letting go, you know, life just seems to be so full of trade-offs, doesn't it? It's like, it kind of, you know, irked me sometimes that why can't I have shapely arms and have a purpose? You know, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that um, young people... um, do not you know have purpose, because so many young people do, and they're they're very wise. And so many young people are not in touch with their purpose. So sometimes I found my life very often full of trade-offs, you know, and and I identified very deeply with my body as a young person. So for me, I really needed to let go of my body identification for me to truly pay attention to my soul and say, okay, I'm going to follow my heart. I'm going to follow my, I'm going to find my purpose and I'm going to get in action. And I know what to do with my arms. Um, And look at Marianne go, taking her second go at running for the president of the United States. So I love her purpose for why she is running for the United States presidency, she wants to say what needs to be said. That's her whole purpose: say the things that we need to hear, to galvanize and motivate, and put words of truth into spaces where we just we don't hear them. You know, in these secular places and these places where there's so much um, competition and the system is is so dominant the patriarchal system so and the way we've always done things so she's saying the words of truth that need to be heard how are we doing for time i think we're we're pretty good um just one other person i wanted to mention to you i don't know If you saw People Magazine recently, but Jane Fonda was featured, she thinks that life gets better with age. Yeah, so the whole article about her attitude resonates with our unity principles of creating a proactive, positive, and empowering thought system in order to live a powerful, ageless life. So she talks about not buying into that Western culture of youth adoration and obsession. And haven't we always really known that it's a fantasy, a bubble that bursts so easily? Jane brings up a very good point. She says, you know, being young is hard. You know, it's not not easy. Don't let anyone kid you about that. She wishes that when she was younger, someone had whispered in her ear Keep going, don't give up, it'll get better. So that's our invitation as elders to do that whispering for younger people. She goes on to say, one thing I've learned is that you can have incredible experiences and it won't necessarily make you a smart or wise person. You have to intentionally look at your life and try to understand what role you played in it, working or not working. And so that's hearkening back to what Robert Brummett talks, looking back, looking forward, looking outward, looking inward. She says, I spent a lot of time like a canoe with no paddle being carried in the current. As I got older, she says, I learned I'm going to put an oar in the water and steer. Uh, Yeah, so I resonate with that. And steer our canoe we must at all ages. There is no rocking chair for the elder. We are on the move, learning more than ever, leading more than before. An instrumental part of society. Needed, wanted, valued. So this is God's clarion call to all of us. Step up and take your stand. Be the light you are. Shine on, brothers and sisters. Shine on. At this time, we're going to go into prayer and meditation. The Welcoming Prayer by Father Thomas Keating is what I will share with you right now. So just taking a deep breath and centering yourself. Keep your spine straight, feet on the floor and breathing deeply into your belly. Just some cleansing breaths. And just use these words as your own. Welcome, welcome. Welcome. I welcome everything that comes to me today because I know it's for my healing. I welcome all thoughts, feelings, emotions, persons, situations, conditions. At this time, I let go of my desire for power and control. I let go of my desire for affection, esteem. I let go of my need for approval, pleasure. I even let go of my desire for survival and security. I let go of my desire to change any situation, any condition, change any person or even myself. I open to the love and presence of God and God's action within. Breathing in welcome, Breathing out
0: acceptance.
2: Amen. It is so. Peace.
1: Thank you, Mariette. While we are together in spirit, physically and virtually, we want to thank everyone who has donated to Unity by mail. We appreciate any checks sent to the church at 800 South Pearl Street, Centralia, 98531. You can also donate online by clicking the tab on the donation page of our website, unityofcentralia.net. We deeply appreciate all of the ways that you share your time, talent, and treasure with us. Now let's hold our offerings in our hands or in our hearts and say our offering prayer together. Divine love through me blesses and multiplies all that I have, all that I receive, and all that I am. so much. So beautiful, so beautiful. Now let's say our blessing of thanks together. We bless these gifts and send them forth to heal, bless, and prosper. They are evidence of our faith and belief. They do good work in the world and return to us multiplied abundantly, and so it is. Now for our healing prayer, if you'd like to focus our collective group healing energy for someone, please raise your hand and tell us who it is, or hold them quietly in our hearts. Members of our community who have requested we send out healing prayers and energy to the children, women, men, and animals displaced by war or natural disasters, the members of our communities who must deal with basic human needs while living without a home, John and all of the members of our communities dealing with health issues, Johnny and all the members of our communities that are recovering from surgeries. I got a call from
0: Hallie. She was at uh,
2: Kaiser in Olympia and she fell full face onto her face oh, no. so she said the blessing is she was already at the doctor um, but her face is pretty black and blue and she's really sore and this feeds right into what Mary said today because she also mentioned that
0: she's concerned about her aging body so let's send a big shout for
1: Thank you. Uh, Again, Hallie is in um, Kaiser in Olympia and fell face forward and is healing from that. Um, I also would like to recognize the strength and courage of people who are facing any type of physical issues or mental issues or psychological issues, whatever. Um I don't know about anybody else, but I'm incredibly inspired and humbled by the work that, that people are doing to heal themselves and just wanted to say that. Thank you. So please join me in our healing prayer. Beloved Mother, Father, God we ask for the highest and greatest good for all and endeavor to see them through your eyes knowing all is in divine order amen and let's close with our prayer of protection together the light of god surrounds us the love of god enfolds us the power of god protects us The presence of God watches over us. Wherever we are, God is all as well. And let's end our service by forming a circle, joining hands in the sanctuary, and out in Zoom land, and sing our song of peace. Feel free to turn on gallery view if you are in Zoom so you can see us all singing. Next Sunday, we'll be taught and blessed by our own Eileen Selleck, as she relates how the teachings of unity manifest in daily life. Thank you to everyone who made this Sunday service possible. Joyce for her uplifting music, Mariette for her inspired teachings, and Joyce and Phil for their blessed readings. And as always, our stalwart production staff of Johnny. Joanne, Penny, and Susan for creating a service for folks near and far.
3: Don't forget
1: Tom. Oh, (laughs) some guy named Tom, too.